welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Once again, we get to live the life of Riley. This is episode number 184 of The Life of Riley, entitled Telephones and Radio Contests. It originally aired on January 17th, 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Chester A. Riley is a man of many moods. At five o'clock the other day, he was in his happiest frame of mind as he went into a telephone booth downtown to phone his loving family. But then, after receiving a busy signal for two hours, Riley was anything but happy as he entered the house. Oh, hello, dear. You're late. Hello, Daddy. Hiya, Pop. Where have you been? Where have I been? For the last two hours, I've been hibernating in a phone booth. I've been trying to get this number. Now, take it easy, dear. Who was on that phone? I bet it was you, Junior. How many times have I told you not to tie up that phone? But, Pa... I, I warned you before. You know, you're not so old I can't turn you over my knee. It wasn't me, Pa. Oh, so it was you, Babs. I should have known it. I heard you before. Yatate, 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 all day long with those friends of yours. Oh, Riley. It's got to stop, Babs. You're not so old I can't put you over my... Riley, it wasn't Babs. It was me. <laughs> oh, well, you're too old. <laughs> I, I don't see what you're getting so excited about. I only spoke for two minutes. That line was busy for two hours. Well, I, I guess it was me, Daddy. Leslie phone. No, so it was you. I should have known it. Babs, you've got to stop talking to those girl-crazy boys. Well, Leslie's a girl. Oh, well, you got to stop talking to those boy-crazy girls. Oh, Riley, supper's on the table. Well, uh, but I ain't finished. Now, listen, Babs, you too, Junior. It's got to stop this talk, 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 day and night. Talk, 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 talk. I don't know who you get it from. Shall we tell him, children? <laughs> now, listen, I'm making a rule. No using the telephone for more than one minute. That's 60 seconds. Three seconds for dialing, 57 seconds for yatate, yatate, yatate. One minute? Well, gee whiz, Pop. I thought there was free speech in this country. Well, it ain't free. It costs me $4 a month. <laughs> Pass the bread. Oh, I don't see what you're making all this fuss about. That line has got to be kept clear in case of emergencies. Pass the meat. Emergency? Yes, like this afternoon. I was trying to phone you to tell you something important. Pass the gravy. What? What, Riley? Pass the potatoes, Junior. Bed, pass the cauliflower. But, Riley, what was it you called to tell me? Hmm? Oh, I wanted to tell you I couldn't get home for dinner. <laughs> pass the food, somebody. Oh, Honest, Riley, you're always looking for something to harp about. You kids wouldn't make so free and easy with that phone if you had to pay for the calls. You'd be a... That's it. From now on, I'm charging you a nickel a call. Riley, you're joking. They'll find out if I'm joking. No nickel, no call. Oh, have a hard part. Oh, Daddy, that's not fair. I don't have to be fair. I'm your father. <laughs> Riley, 
I want to talk to you. No, I'm busy right now, Peg. i got to figure out this contest. Mm, what contest? With the walking man on truth or consequences. Well, never mind that now. I want... Riley? Hmm? What's that big lump under your chair cushion? That's me. No. <laughs> under the cushion. Under... Oh, that's the telephone. The phone! You're sitting on the phone? Yes, I'm keeping my eye on it. <laughs> of all the... Now, you put that phone right back where it belongs. Peg, I know what I'm doing. I ain't going to have those kids gabbing on the phone while all, co- all kinds of important people are trying to get me. What people? Well, the business. Oh, the only people who call you on business are bill collectors. Yeah. I think it's an outrage, charging your children a nickel every time they make a call. I ain't doing it for spite. It'll teach them the value of money. I got madness in my method. Now, <laughs> uh, let's see. Who is the walking man? Peg. What's wrong? I don't feel good. <laughs> I got a ringing sensation in my stomach. You're sitting on the phone. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yes, this is Mr. Riley. Oh, how do you do? Why, I'd be delighted. Simply just... Yeah, anytime tomorrow, I'll be home. Okay, call me back and let me know definite. I'll wait for your call. Happy to oblige. Farewell. Who was it, Riley? (laughs) You see, you say nobody important phones me. You know who that was? That was Mrs. J. Wickersham Cantwell. Mrs. Cantwell? The president of the parent teacher? Yes, sir. She wants me to be on the child guidance committee. You? Well, why not me? She said they picked me because I'm a representative father. Well, it shows you how important I am. I noticed they didn't pick you for this. Oh, Riley. Take, take the way I'm handling this phone situation. I might even write up a little lecture about it so other fathers can get some real childish guidance. Daddy, may I use the phone, please? Well, certainly, Beb. That'll be five cents. Okay, I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. Riley, I think it's disgraceful. Here's a dime, Daddy. This will probably be a very long call. Oh, no. No, no, you can't. I'm expecting a call any minute. You. But, Daddy, I paid for this call. Oh, that Alexander Graham Bell had to invent the phone. He wasn't satisfied with a steamboat. <laughs> Hello? Joni? Bab. Joni, I'm just dying to hear what happened at the dance. Oh, no, I'm collapsing. Collapse in a hurry. I'm expecting a call. <laughs> you mean Mickey actually said... Oh, I'm dying. Babs, call her later. I'm expecting oh, a... What did she say? Oh, I'm dying. Babs, call her back. I'm expecting... Oh, no, Joni, he didn't. Oh, I'm dying. Hang up before we all die of old age. <laughs> oh, no, Joni, I've got plenty of time. I'm having that phone taken out. Oh, Joni, you're kidding. Oh, I'm just sick. She don't even make sense. First she died, now she's sick. <laughs> okay, Joni, so long. Yeah, well, it's about time. Babs, do you realize that I'm expecting a very... I'm my basketball team. Here's a nickel. A nickel? But there's five kids on that team. And six substitutes. That settles it. I'm going to stop this jabbering once and for all. I'm moving that phone into the closet, and I'm keeping the closet locked. And I'm the only one who's going to have a key. Chester Riley, you will not lock up that phone. Oh, yes, I will, Peg. Now, there's no use being stubborn about it because my head is solid on the subject. <laughs> Honest, Edward. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Yeah, that's where I am now. Uh-huh, in the hall closet. Well, that's where my father put the phone. 
key is not nuts. Well, he, he doesn't want Babs and me to use the phone so much. I shouldn't be in here now. Only he left the key in the lock and forgot to lock the door. I think it's going too far. Please, Peg, I know what I'm doing. Trust me. Oh, geez, come on. I better keep quiet. I've got to teach those kids to... Hey, wait a minute. Why is that closet open? Huh. I must have forgotten to lock it. It's lucky I noticed. Oh, unlock that closet. No, it's staying locked. My head's made up. Oh. Hey, wonder who that is. Good evening, Mrs. Riley. Oh, hello, Mrs. Cantwell. Won't you come in? Yeah, come in. Come in, Mrs. Cantwell. Uh, good evening, Mr. Riley. Won't you sit down? Thank you. Now, Mr. Riley, about mm. this child guidance committee, we have several experts on it, but we feel we need someone who understands adolescence because of his own personal experience. Well, thank you. When it comes to adolescence, I've got it. <laughs> uh, yes. We feel that you're most qualified, Mr. Riley. Well, thanks, but I'm, I'm sure you can get someone much better than me. Well? You're right. I guess you could. <laughs> There's very little I don't know about kids. It comes natural to me. Why, when my own kids were born, I was practically running the hospital, telling the doctor exactly what to do. Really? Yeah, ask my wife. She was there, too. <laughs> yes, I was. Isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> Mr. Riley has such a charming sense of humor. You see, we of the committee feel children don't need psychologists so much as they do love and kindness. Right. That's the way I am with my kids. You know the old saying, the milk of human kindness? My kids are always milking me. <laughs> well, how nice. <laughs> well, I'd better be running along. Yes, anything my sweet, darling children want, all they got to do is ask, and they get it. You, you know what their pet name for me is? Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, we mustn't keep Mrs. Cantwell. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I must be going. Well, uh, good night, sucker. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mr. Riley. Oh, uh, uh, when's the next meeting, Mrs. Cantwell? Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, excuse me, I didn't know you had company. Hello, Mrs. Cantwell. Hello, Barbara. Well, uh, what is it, uh, honey girl? Uh, well, I I'll tell you later. No, no, no. Go ahead. If there's anything I can do for you, speak up. I insist. Well, I know I'm not supposed to, but I've simply got to use the phone. You can deduct the nickel for my allowance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forget it, Betsy. Oh, just... please, Daddy. Mr. Riley, you make your children pay to use your phone? Why, of course not. Honey, child, what are you talking about? But, Daddy, you said... Never that... mind what I said. I must have been drunk. <gasps> I, I, I mean... Why, this is most fantastic. You charge them. But only a nickel, the ceiling price. <laughs> you, you see, it's, it's because... They... What? What was that in the closet? Bob, Bob, let me out of here. Those California moths. Good. <laughs> There's a child in there. Why, Junior, who locked you in the closet? Pop did. I almost suffocated. Oh, uh, Mrs. Cantwell, when is the first meeting of the Child Guidance Committee? I'm afraid there's no room for you on this committee. You're not a father. You're um, a, a monster. But couldn't you make room for a monster on this committee? <laughs> I mean, a lovable monster. I mean, the... what a revolting development this is. <laughs> the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. See, Ken, more and more people are switching to Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Naturally, and there are two good reasons why. 
First, for a more radiant you, it's Prell Shampoo. Because Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soap or soap shampoos. Second, Prell removes embarrassing dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. In case after case, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by only two shampoos a week. And don't forget that handy Prell tube. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. A little makes mountains of rich, sudsy lather. So get the shampoo you'll sing about. Get P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo. Loose hair, radiant, streaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo. Buy Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Look at all the trouble you've caused by locking that phone in the closet. You almost suffocated, Junior. Mrs. Cantwell will probably tell everybody my husband's a lunatic. Now, don't worry, Peg. She's not a gossip. She'll keep it to herself. Oh, I give up. Believe me, discipline is good for kids. Ask anybody. They'll tell you. If you tell a single soul that we keep the phone now, in the closet... Now, don't get excited. I won't tell them. I'd I, I die of shame if any of our friends knew about this. They won't know. I won't tell them. I promise. Well, if you we... better not. Oh. They'd laugh you out of the neighborhood. Oh, oh dear. Now, who can that be? Maybe it's that Mrs. Cantwell coming back to apologize. Oh, yes? Good evening. I'm Trixie Walker, your new neighbor across the street. Oh, yes, I saw you move in yesterday. Well, come in, won't you? I'm Mrs. Riley. This is my husband. Uh, my name is Riley, too. <laughs> How do you do? I thought I'd drop in and get acquainted. Well, that's fine. I always like to be friendly with my neighbors. Yes, and it's about time we had a good-looking neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Riley. No, I mean it. Why, why, there isn't a good-looking woman on the whole block, is there, Peg? I, uh, I, I didn't mean that the way it sounded, Peg. I meant a good-looking young woman. <laughs> I mean, I, I did... Uh, uh, it's a nice weather we're having. <laughs> Do you like smog, Miss Walker? It's Mrs. Walker. Oh. Are you married, Mrs. Walker? <laughs> of course she is. As a matter of fact, we're newlyweds. Oh, that's nice. Any children? <laughs> uh, bongo, 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 I hate one of these. Mrs. Walker, I, I was just going to make some coffee. Would you care for a cup? Well, thanks. I love it. Riley, you entertain Mrs. Walker. I'll be right back. Well, it'll be a pleasure. Such a charming company. <laughs> <laughs> You're awfully hospitable. Oh, thanks. And now that you broke the ice, I hope you'll be dropping in often. You can bring your husband, too, if you want to. I will. Oh, say, I'd better call him and tell him I'm staying a while. Uh, may I use your telephone? <laughs> telephone? You see, George expects me right back. Oh, right? sure, sure, you can use the phone. Only first I'll peek out in the hall and see if my wife's around. Around? No, she's gone. Come on, let's step in the closet. <laughs> What did you say? Hurry, my wife will be back in a minute. Why, 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 you... My wife wouldn't like it if anyone knew that... Why, I've never been so insulted in all my life. Insulted? I'm doing you a favor. How dare you? I ought to slap your face. You... Is something wrong? Ask your husband. Good night. What? Riley, what happened? I don't know. I, I just asked her to step into the... Bongo, 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 I don't want to leave. I, uh, I'm going out. 
trouble, trouble, trouble. Nothing but trouble. I guess a guy's troubles are never over until he's introduced to the undertaker. Pleased to meet you, I'm sure. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell. Going my way. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. What are you doing around here? I'm on my way to insert a new advertisement in tomorrow's paper. Oh, you advertise now? Yes, in an effort to help business. I'm planting a box daily. <laughs> My regular trade isn't enough. I have to pick up a lot of customers off the street. Well, is, is that the ad there? Yes, Digger? it's in the form of a poem. Oh. I quote, Mr. Calvert drained his cocktail and then stepped on the gas. He saw a train a-coming, but he wouldn't let it pass. And now to all his friends, I have sad news to tell. Calvert has switched. The digger Odell. <laughs> digger, digger, I'm having trouble with my kids. Ah, yes. Children can be a problem. Yesterday, a gang of hoodlums pilfered a sign from the Santa Fe Railroad Station and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. Well, uh, why? What did the sign say? Save money by the round trip. <laughs> Well, Digger, the trouble with my kids is they're always using the phone. That's why I locked it up in the closet. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. The only way to control children is use reason. Well, I'm tired. I've lost my reason. Take my eldest daughter, Hepzibah. I invested $5,000 and set her up in the florist business. A month later, she wanted to quit. Did I fume? Did I rant? Oh, no. I reasoned. Happy, I said, stick it out. You may not like flowers at first, but eventually they'll grow on you. Uh, what happened? Now she adores the business. And to show her appreciation, she named the flower after me. Oh. The Odell Crocus. Well, I'm teaching my kids a lesson if it's the last thing I do. It won't be, believe me. Now, you take that phone out of the closet. No, I'm leaving that phone where it is. Very well. Have it your way. Dig your own grave. But don't start yelling for me if you get in too deep. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Gee, it's cold out tonight. Oh, say, Pop, can I have the key to the closet? I've got to make a phone call. Later, Junior. Hey, look at the time. we got to listen to truth or consequences. Oh, here you are, Riley. Oh, the sink in the kitchen's blocked again. Later, Peg. Yes, I hear Ralph Edwards. Oh, you're always putting things off now. Honest, Peg, sometimes I think you should have married a can of Drano. I'll fix it later. All right, leave the man underwater for another five minutes. Are we devils? <laughs> does everything. Now, Mrs. Bennett, let's get back to you. You've told the truth, and so you're getting a chance to win $1,000 in cash. Oh, Mr. Edwards. Yes, now, it all depends on how lucky you are. Now, here's what we're going to do. This is the Hollywood, California telephone directory, listing all the phones right here in Hollywood, California. Now, you've got to close your eyes and select one name at random. Then I'll phone the party you select, and if that party picks up the phone and says a certain correct word immediately, 
Not only will you get $1,000, Mrs. Bennett, but so will that person. Oh, that's wonderful. She $1,000. Miss Edwards, what's the word the other person has to say when they answer the phone? The word is hello. No kidding, just hello. I'm getting fed up with this modern method of answering the phone. You call somebody, they pick up their phone and say, yeah, or what do you want, or your nickel stupid dark talking, something like that. <laughs> all you have to do, all you have to do is pick out a plain, ordinary, polite soul who picks up a telephone and says, hello. All right, you ready? Yes. What a cinch. Okay. Hello. <laughs> now, close your eyes good and tight. I'll hold this open phone book in front of you. Now, you point with your finger. Let's see. Okay, I've got the number you selected. Now I'll dial it. Can I open my eyes now? All right. Get them in shape. Any minute you may be feasting them on a crisp new $1,000 bill. And if the party answers this call and says, hello, that party's going to have a party with another 1,000 berries. I wish he'd get to the walking man contest. I know who the walking man is. Who, Daddy? I ain't telling. You see, the clue says bing bong bell. So I figured... Now, Peg, please, I'm listening. Boy, could I use a thousand bucks. <laughs> What's that, operator? No answer? Are you sure? <laughs> the poor jerk ain't home. <laughs> Zoot! One thousand bucks gone. <laughs> the phone is... Oh, for heaven's sake. Maybe it's... A... Give me the key. Oh, quiet, Peg. I don't want to miss this. I'm Are you sure this. you're ringing the right number, operator? Blue View 1313. Oh, listed in the name of Chester A. Riley. Riley! That dope Riley's going to hate himself in the most So it's It's me! It's me! The phone! The phone! What's the word? What's the word? Hello, Dad! Hello, Pat! The phone! Where's the phone? What's it doing in the closet? Keep ringing, operator. We'll give Mr. Riley just 20 seconds to win that $1,000. All righty, open the closet. Where's the key? The key. Junior, give me the key. Babs, the key. Babs, the key. You've got it. No, I haven't got it. 16 seconds. Wait. Wait, it's in my blue suit. Where's my blue suit? You said it to the tailor. Find the tailor. Tell him to answer. Twelve seconds, Mr. Riley. I'll break down the door. I'll use this. Six seconds, Mr. Riley. Hurry, hurry. Get a knife. Get a blowtorch. Get some dynamite. Yes, sir. Does, does everything. Get some dust. Oh, what'll I do? All right, operator. All right. I'm afraid we'll have to cancel that call. Time's up. No, no. Wait, wait. Chester Riley talking. I mean, hello, Mr. Edwards. Mr. Edwards, yes, speak to me. Who is this? It's me, Riley. Mail me the money. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Riley. You're too late. No. Yeah. No, but, but I was here. You, no. you see the phone? Mr. My Riley. Kids, they, they locked the phone. Yeah, Mr. Riley. Please, you've got to give me a chance to give me a thousand dollars. Mr. Riley. I've been supporting that phone for years. <laughs> can support me. But Mr. Riley, please. Oh, you're me. Mr. Riley, please stop crying. I can't. You broke my little heart. Oh, please stop your breaking mine. Well, then, please, l l let me try for the walking man contest. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. But I know who the walking man is. It's Martha Graham. Martha Graham. Martha Graham was Miss Hush. That contest was over six weeks ago. But I got an old radio. 
Oh, you can't do this to me. I got all the money spent already. Now, 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 wait, wait. Well, don't start crying again, please. Mr. Look, Mr. Riley, listen. You're the only grown man who's ever cried like a baby on tooth of consequences, so I think that deserves a special sort of consolation prize. You do? You're, you're going to give me a prize? Mm-hmm. Oh, you sweet man. Now, you say you worked hard on this contest, yes. so I guess you could do with a vacation... Oh, you bet. Okay. How would you like to take a free trip, all expenses paid, both ways to Vermont? To Vermont? Oh, boy. Yeah, but you have to leave tonight. Get down here right away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Edwards. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Vermont. The snow, skiing, tobogganing. Oh, thank you, Mr. Edwards. And thank your sponsor, Mr. Proctor and Mr. Campbell. They've got a wonderful product that does. I love that does. I eat it every day. The Rileys will be back in just a moment. It's sweeping the nation. It's Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. From New York City, Mrs. J.W. Hayes writes, I really look forward to my Prell shampoo. It seems to leave my hair lovelier than any soap I've ever used. And it takes so little to do the job. My thanks for Prell. And thank you, Mrs. Hayes. Friends, one trial and you'll agree. Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Leaves hair radiant. Ask for... P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo. sure was nice of Ralph Edwards to give Papa a free vacation in Vermont. Oh, I think it's wonderful. Your father needs a vacation. Well, after tonight, so do we. Well, with your father out of town for a few weeks, we'll get it. Hello, Peg. What? Riley! Daddy! Ah. What? Did, did you forget something? No. What are you doing here? Aren't you going to Vermont? I went. <laughs> I'm back. That Ralph Edwards, he put me on a streetcar and sent me to Vermont Avenue. <laughs> right here in Hollywood. He didn't even give me a nickel. He got an old transfer. But I'll get even with him. I'm going right over to NBC Studios and nail Ralph Edwards before he gets off the air. Greetings, Riley. I'm sorry, Digger. I can't see you now. I'm going after that Ralph Edwards and get a prize or die in the attempt. In that case, I'll go with you. (laughs) Will Riley get what he's going after? Stay tuned for Truth or Consequences, which follows in just a moment. Procter & Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Schiff and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. And Ralph Edwards is Ralph Edwards. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. Oh, she wants to give some girl along on a tandem she'd go. 
Her blouse is she kept white and curly with wonderful ivory snow. Ah, wonderful ivory snow. Just the beauty bath to keep your lovely blouses, lingerie, and nylons new-looking longer. And your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps nice things lovely longer. Prove it. This week, wash dishes with ivory snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know it's extra kind to your fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow's the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. Make suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Ivory Snow is so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and lovely blouses, sweaters, and lingerie. Oh, wonderful Ivory Snow. S-N-O-W. And this is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. And now, stay right there at your radio and listen to Truth or Consequences. Riley means business about tangling with Ralph Edwards. And, of course, anyone who tangles with Ralph Edwards is heading for hilarious trouble. Don't miss it. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. So, we have a two-part episode of The Life of Riley that extends to another show. And not another sitcom, but a game show. So it not only crosses show lines, but it crosses genres as well. Uh, I was able to find that episode of Truth or Consequences where Riley appears. So our next episode of The Life of Riley will be that one, that episode of Truth or Consequences, so you can see what happens. Now, I'm going on vacation this next week, so our next installment of The Life of Riley will be in two weeks. And I will give you some background into that game show, Truth or Consequences, at that time in two weeks for that episode. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back two Fridays from now for the next episode of The Life of Riley and check in a week from Monday for one of the few remaining installments of The Bickersons. Until next time, in the words of Aesop, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted.